Sí, cosas que yo sé ahora. Es muy loco, ¿ok? Gente. Welcome everyone, you're listening to KUCR here on 88.3 FM, also streaming online at KUCR.org. This is Daniel with the Dream Report. Today we'll get an opportunity to speak with a few students regarding graduating during COVID-19. Online, we have Liz, Chandra, and Zion to share their experiences as recent graduates as well as soon-to-be recent graduates during this moment of the quarantine school adjustment as quarantine and shutdown, as well as the national response to the killing of George Floyd and advocacy for police reform. Before we begin our conversation, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hi, um, my name is Jose Aguirre. I identify as Chicana. Um, I am a recent college grad uh, with a BA in Race and Ethnic Studies and Public Policy, uh, first generation. My name is Chandra. Um, I identify as he, him, his. Um, I'm a college graduate and I got my BA in um, Media and Visual Culture Studies. Yeah, hello. Uh, my name is Zion. Uh, I'm a senior at Anahuacalmecac and yeah, I'll be graduating this next week. So. Well, thank you for taking the time to share your conversation with us. Today, I was hoping we could address just that moment of graduating. As it stands, it's always a significant moment, you know, to graduate, whether it's from high school, uh, moving on to maybe college or not college, but moving on out of high school, or graduating with your BA, your MA, your PhD, and that moment itself is significant. But for us in this period, during COVID-19, graduating takes on a different layer of insecurity, opportunities as well, uh, and planning. Especially as you put into context where we are, we, we're in this COVID-19 period in the United States, this quarantine period, this slowdown, shutdown. And for many of us, graduating feels very different from it, the way it might have felt last year. Uh, yeah, well, it was definitely um, a surprise, uh, very unexpected um, that that was the way our uh, last year of college was gonna end. Um, for me, honestly, it was kind of a relief. There was a lot of stuff going on personally, um, including the loss of a really good friend of mine. Um, and so graduation, I feel like, wouldn't have been the same for me, at least. But it was really disappointing to have to tell my parents, you know, that they wouldn't be able to see me graduate because it was something um, that was important to them, especially, you know, like being immigrants from Mexico, not having had opportunities that I did. Um, it was really sad having to see like the disappointment in my mom's face and her voice hearing it. But I mean, ultimately it was for health and safety reasons, which um, I feel like we had no choice but to understand. Yeah, for me, um, I wasn't 
super, super, like, super sad or down about it because I kind of related back to, I, I had a, I had a high school graduation and I kind of went through that and obviously college is different and it's a different type of graduation, but it wasn't the biggest deal to me. Um, I knew some people who were really sad about it and I mean, I think one of the hard parts about it definitely is we all worked really hard um, to achieve this and get here. So we deserve some sort of graduation in that sense. But um, yeah, I don't know. For me, um, it was just very unexpected that this, it all kind of came out this way. Sion, <laughs> unlike Liz and Chandra that have you have graduated just recently, you are preparing to graduate out of high school. Can you tell us uh, how you feel about that? I mean, it's it's really exciting, right? I've, I've worked so hard for such a long time. Well, and, you know, to be, to have my graduation kind of canceled or, uh, you know, uh, make different kind of sucks, you know, but I mean, especially for my family, I know my mom, like we've, we, like I've, as a student, I wasn't always like the best or strongest student, so it's been like a battle. And my mom's like, you know, the battle is oh well, not over, but you know, I'm gonna go to college and all that stuff. So, but this this battle of high school is over, and we we just like to have a graduation, you know, to see, you know, that I I accomplished this part of my life and that I'm moving on to the next one. So it's been really hard on my family, but I mean, for me, I I, yeah, it, it didn't really make me sad, or I didn't really feel any like extreme way about it. It was just like, well, that's the way you got to be, and that's the way you got to be. So, uh, yeah, I just adapted to whatever I had to do. One of the things that I find interesting is that as we were seeing COVID-19 escalate in severity in the United States, we started seeing different sectors of our communities take on the impact. I was teaching mid-March or so, and at that point, from one class to the next, from Wednesday, preparing to come back on Monday, I didn't shut down the class, but I told the class we're going to go online because I think there's something big happening, and the college that I teach for hadn't really um, made a determination that they were going to go on online or shut down, but other colleges had. To my point, I never came back physically. And then the following week was online. And by that time, the, the college itself officially went online and we coasted into exit of the semester. What is difficult is that uh, for a lot of us, it is hard to make sense of, I don't know, um, our sense of, of normalcy about what we do so that there is a level of investment in our classes, in, in the colleagues that we have, in the friendships that we have, in the support that we have. And this COVID-19 moment disrupted that. It really severed the sense of even being able to say goodbye to one another. And I'm recalling how I felt when I was graduating from high school. I felt very different than I did from college. When I was in high school, I was not invested. It, high school felt really much um, like something that I was being forced to do. And I remember graduating and I remember how happy my family was, but I just, I didn't feel it. I, I felt very disassociated from it. 
But when I graduated from college, my BA, that was very different. I felt very invested and very much overwhelmed by the support of my community in that celebration. So I can't even imagine how it would have felt if I was going through it at this moment because something that Zion said earlier, and I don't know if um, Liz and Chandra, you can comment on that, is that we've worked hard to get up to this point. How do you recall that moment of transition from knowing that COVID-19 was going to literally stop any attendance and possible uh, normalcy to the way we're going to celebrate our exit? For my school, um, we were kind of told like, this is happening, get ready next week, you know, classes are gonna be online. And then some classes um, that day and the next day were already going online. Um, but the school was to remain open, like housing was supposed to remain open. So I feel like we, I, I guess we had more time to prepare. Um, and I felt like I would have like an extra week or two, with, you know, saying bye to like my friends, to professors, to my advisor. Um, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, be out by Wednesday. And it was, you know, we didn't even get to say goodbye to each other. Um, we had to do it like weeks later over the phone um, online. So that was something that was definitely difficult. I felt like I would have had more time to go to my professors and thank them and, you know, like, I don't know, have a proper goodbye, I guess. Um, and then not being able to have that and just having to like accelerate the exit process was something that was hard to do and inconvenient for a lot of people. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to live off campus and so I wasn't too worried about where I was going to go um, because I had a place to go and I live locally also. Um, but a lot of people, you know, were trying to figure out their housing situations, their um, food situation. Um, and so like being able to be a support system in that way for people uh, was really important. It was a very like accelerated process. Um, but like Zion said, we kind of had to do you just had to roll with it. You just had to do what you had to do. Chandra, what about you? Can you tell us a little bit about your uh, recollection of uh, how this unfolded for you? Yeah, I think we got an email one of the first days. I mean, I honestly was hearing about it from friends at first and at other schools and around the country and pretty much around the world um, and how their schools were already deciding to close and Redlands really hadn't, uh, my school hadn't really come out with any um, direction that we were going to go in and then it all kind of just seemed really sudden and first it was classes going online and I was living um, on campus you know, on campus housing so my situation was pretty like um, unclear and then we just got an email one day and it was like be out by this time in this day or else you'll be fined like an enormous amount of money um, so I had to pick pack up my stuff pretty quickly I ended up staying with some people um, for a few days after, and then I ended up driving home back home to Seattle um, to stay with my family, which I was very fortunate enough to be able to come back home and be able to do that. But yeah, it was all pretty fast. And then I was just kind of home and I was shocked and I was like, wow, this just really happened. And so, yeah, that was it for me. Zion and you? 
Uh, for me, it was it was definitely like an abrupt experience. Um, I had just got out of a trip from Joshua Tree, so like a backpacking trip. So I was in the desert for like five days, and when I come out, I like some of the first things I hear is like, dude, like everything shut down. Uh, they're probably not gonna have school no more. So it was really just like, what the hell? Like, like right? I was like in a meditated state in the middle of the desert, and all of a sudden, like my life is just flipped like 360. Right? Can't go to school, can't go out with friends, can't you know do anything. And, you know, I, I actually did end up going to school for a week. And then after that week, I ended up, you know, they just ended up giving classes online. And here I am. I got, I got class next week online. So. As we get ready for graduation, we have a lot of, um, I don't know, like anxiety and fears, but also optimism and energy. There's this, also, there's this beauty at knowing that, like, you've accomplished one step and you're moving on both Chandra and Liz, you two are graduating with a BA, you know, preparing to move on to that post-college uh, moment. Zion, on the other hand, is actually entering the college experience. And at this moment, there's things that just don't really make any sense or that don't make as much sense under COVID-19 as they did the year before. I mean, one example is job applications. So if you're graduating right now and you're trying to find jobs, how does it look like to be looking in the job market, trying to say, hey, I'm a, I'm a recent uh, BA graduate in an economy that is under shutdown? If you are a high school student applying to college how does it look like to get ready to go to a college that is also under shutdown? Yeah, well, I mean, I know it has to be extremely difficult for people to find jobs now. I mean, the only jobs there are are like people who work in grocery stores in uh, the food industry. Um, but I was I was fortunate enough to have connected with um, the people that I wanted to work for before all of this happened. Uh, my start date was delayed by a month, but I mean, that's, that's nothing compared to how much people have to wait now to get a job. I mean, things are barely starting to open up and it's still, it's going to be, I feel like even more difficult than ever because, you know, you, everyone's going to try to get their old jobs back. And then you have this whole new set of people like trying to get Job, any job at this point. Um, but yeah, luckily I, I was very fortunate to have um, had a job before um, everything shut down. Um, I can't imagine what it's like for people who, who are struggling right now um, with all of that. For me, it just brought, this time just brought a lot of uncertainty because I kind of came home and I was actually planning to work in LA. Um, and I still want to work down there, but now that I'm back home in Seattle, just really don't know anything of if that job that I had lined up was, it's still going to be there or just a really anything of when I can move back or kind of taking all those health precautions and just everything. It's just very, um, unknown and I'm very uncertain about right now. So just trying to, um, be on the lookout and be safe and kind of you know adapt to these 
crazy circumstances. Um, so yeah. Zion and you. Well, I guess since I'm going to be going into college, um, it's been actually pretty pretty hard. You know, um, there's nobody at the school to call. Like, so it's like trying to really hard to get information. You have to create. You have to send email after email after email, and it's just like you don't you don't know who you're emailing, right? You're just like it's like an admin and stuff like that. So it's it's really hard. And then like it's my first year, so I don't really know how to do much of this stuff, like filing for financial aid and all that stuff, or just organizing financial aid and stuff like that. And then organizing like housing, like do I apply for housing? Am I gonna be able to be on campus? Mm-hmm. Or you know, is it safe for I not pay for it and just stay home? Like you know, it's just really complicated because you don't know what's gonna happen. And none of these schools are giving answers to what to the questions, right? They're just still delaying it. They're not saying, all right, maybe you will open up, maybe not. They're just keeping it, right, you know, keeping it blank, not saying anything. So it's been really hard, but you know, luckily my mom has supported me through this process because she's a little familiar with it. So um, earlier I was sharing this reflection or recollection where I was, you know, as I think back on being a, a high school graduate or a college graduate. And all three of you share very similar experiences, which I think I think a lot of people can empathize because we've been there, you know, whether it's someone saying, hey, I just applied to college. I got my acceptance letter in the fall. I'm going to go in. And this whole summer is just this beautiful, scary time. You're excited. You're nervous. You have all these questions. And yet, here under COVID-19, all of that is still happening, plus a bunch of other stuff that no one else has really had to think about. Just to return back to Zion, this question of, should I go? You know, for many of us, that was not a question. You were excited when you got your acceptance letter, and there was no doubt that you were going to go. In fact, I, I would like to see if we could shift a little bit and capitalize on the fact that we have Chandra and Liz, uh, both recent graduates uh, on the line and maybe you two can kind of give us a little more context on that sense of like how would this have looked for you as high school graduates being in the position that Zion finds himself well for me I feel like I I wouldn't even know how to deal with it I mean as like first generation entering college like I had no idea what I was doing like Sion was saying emailing people you didn't even know like waiting for answers I mean we got answers right because it wasn't all shut down but I can't even imagine what it's like to like have to have this extra uncertainty um I remember when I was getting ready to move in I feel like it was like a week before I was crying because I was so nervous um about going into college into going uh, into a predominantly white institution you know I was really worried about what that was going to look like and I had like a lot of anxiety leading up to that so I feel like if this was happening when I was going into college I I don't even know what I would have done. Yeah I mean that's really tough because our experience was a lot more different Um, but yeah I mean I it, it would definitely make you question everything, especially, I mean, you're putting a lot of money and time towards college mm-hmm. and that's just really hard because, you know, you want to be committed, but if we can, but if, at least in my opinion, like an online education is so much more different than in person and you just get so much 
more out of an in-person relationship with your teacher and with your um, peers. So that's just, yeah, that's incredibly difficult, but I think you also have to be positive and hopefully um, at some point we will be able to return back to somewhat normal circumstances and hopefully then you can kind of get your real college education and get that real experience because it's so valuable and really an amazing time. As of this recording at this moment, uh, we find ourselves addressing, you know, graduating under COVID-19, but also throughout the country, we have uprisings responding to not just the killing of George Floyd, but the continual repetition of police brutality, violence upon uh, bodies, and this violence upon people of color that we have historically been replicating, sadly, on a daily basis. If it's okay with you, can we talk a little bit about how you are processing this? What are you feeling? What are your thoughts on the matter? Um, so during, during this whole quarantine, I've been able to reflect a lot, you know, cause it gives me a lot of time just to sit in my room and think and just research. And it's, it's been hard because right, like I'm, I'm here stuck at home and I see people in the streets, right. You know, speaking the truth and, you know, supporting the cause, but you know, I can't really go out cause I have responsibilities here to my family, you know, my little sisters, uh, my grandparents, my, you know, my mom and dad, you know, just keeping the, 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 the house safe, you know, so it's it's been hard you know seeing my people get hurt out there you know protesting for the right thing but you know at the end of the day i do have responsibilities of my own you know if i didn't i would be out there 100 percent, you know supporting and doing whatever i can to make you know to make a change but it's just right now it's hard i mean just to add on top of the college right like i i don't know what's going on if i'm even gonna go or you know take take a year off some people are talking about taking a year off but I don't even know anything about that. So it's it's been really hard, you know, especially as like going to Semillas, you you or Anahuacalmeca, my school, indigenous-based school, it's we, we learn a lot about about these, you know, unfortunate events that happen and learn how we can combat them and you know what to do to prevent these things from going on. And so I'm constantly thinking about things like that, you know, how can I stop it? You know, what what can we do as a community to stop these kind of things? And it's 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 hard because I can't express these things that I've learned right because because of this quarantine you know I want to I don't want to risk it all and risk all my family you know getting sick you know so it's been really hard. I mean it's absolutely heartbreaking and terrifying everything that's going on. Um, I mean we're in the middle of a pandemic first of all and for people to be able to I mean for people to have to risk their lives right now like during a pandemic is really scary, um, but I also think it's extremely necessary. Like you said, there has been so much police brutality and George Floyd, like people have been saying, has has been like the tip of the iceberg. There's so many other people. Um, there's so many other uh, victims. And I think it's very necessary. I think it's unfortunate that we have to resort to all of this in order for the country, for police, for everyone to realize that Black Lives Matter. Um, and I also think right now for me, 
What's been most important is being able to educate people around me um, and call out people when, you know, they say certain things that may not seem like as harmful as, you know, like all the racist things that are thrown around, but are still very harmful for some people, um, especially in the Latino community, you know, there's people using our uh, our people are in cages to kind of like take away from the Black Lives Matter movement. And so being able to speak up about that and being able to tell people like, hey, that's also a form of police brutality and abuse of power by law enforcement. And it's it's the same fight. We're fighting for the same thing. We want the same thing. We want accountability. Um, so being able to do that to, you know, call people out, to educate people, to inform your family you know because when you watch the news in spanish you know they're criminalizing people even more without looking at the injustices um and so doing that to me has been like the most important during during this time yeah it's been super difficult time and i'm really into sports so one of the first ways i looked at it was from a sports angle of you have people like colin kaepernick and with getting down on one knee and to LeBron James and Dwayne Wade wearing their I can't breathe shirts back in 2014 and seeing that those stances like there hasn't been much change since and it's really like we need change now and I definitely come from the perspective of that it's kind of peaceful protesting is it's hard because you want things to change and it seems like we're not getting the change that we want. Um, so yeah, it's, I think um, on a more positive note though, I think one thing that I've been kind of like fascinated by and honestly really kind of proud of is kind of my generation of our age group and just this whole generation like have kind of gotten up out of their seats and are actually going out and doing stuff. Um, and that's just really cool to see because I definitely think this generation is going to make a big change in the world and especially at a time when we need change. So, yeah. Kind of capitalizing on what you mentioned, the idea of taking inventory of your generation. It's interesting, I guess, to think about how these stages are significant when we think of ourselves coming out of high school it's a moment where you reflect on like, wow, you know, I've been in this institution since I was five, but yet some of us are going to move on to college and some of us are going to have other opportunities to do something else. In this circle, in this conversation that we have here, everyone is kind of connected to that college experience, both Chandra and Liz as recent graduates, Zion as someone that is preparing to enter the undergrad experience. Chandra mentioned this optimism at, at looking at your peers and feeling that there is strength and activism and change coming forward. As a recent graduate and, and thinking about your sense of preparation and optimism toward the future, how do you present that? Like what tools do you walk forward from here? 
Yeah, well, like I said, there's definitely so many feelings. Um, and, you know, you there's not a lot of optimism, at least not on my end. There wasn't. Um, but today, actually, my sister um, is younger. She is also on social media, so, you know, she sees all these things. And she she said to me, as soon as she woke up and, like, looked at her phone, she said, all of this that's happening makes me want to cry. Is this going to end with all our grades? And so, I mean, that hit me, right? I mean, she's she's young. At that age, I wasn't thinking too much about, like, social justice. Um, and so hearing that, I don't know, I guess, like, made me motivated um, to, to look at things in, like, a more positive way, I guess, in a more like this is happening and things are going to change because look at all these people that are coming together to speak up about what's happening and about how we're not okay with this and, you know, like we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop talking about it. We're not going to stop like educating our kids, our siblings. Um, and so, yeah, I guess like for me now it's a lot of like, okay, now how how are we organizing? How do you support organizations that are already doing a lot um, to end police brutality, to end um, racism and all of these things um, in institutions? Um, and so, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, like just educating myself and educating the people around me um, is going to be really important. Um, yeah, I like I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to have to reassure black children during this time. Um, having to see everything on the news, everything that's happening. I mean, you can't really avoid it. It's happening everywhere. Yeah, I, I feel like I had not a wake up call, but like a slap in the face, like, OK, stop being sad. Stop. Keep that anger, but use it for something good. Use it to do something more than just whatever I'm doing now. Chandra, you and Liz are both graduates uh, with respective fields. And uh, for transparency, I met both of you in a classroom. You know, we shared classrooms together. We've had these conversations. And these conversations in an academic setting were designed as tool sets the point is that you're supposed to use it. You know, you walk out with a collection of skills. So as recent graduates, do you feel prepared to take on the future? I think one major thing for me during this time was I just began to educate myself even more and tried to um, do as much as I could from home and just learn more about what was going on and from apart from what I already knew, but just keep learning more stuff and as much as I could. And I think one thing that it made me look outside of the box was, was just looking back and reflecting on my own education and realizing, I'd say mostly in high school, kind of everything that our school systems teach and kind of what the standard institution teaches is just like, I don't know the best way to say it. It's just, there's so much more and um, that we could learn and kind of real history that we're getting that is kind of coming back in our faces now and that I think is so important and that a lot of kind of in your younger education um, there's just a lot of stuff that's left out that's really important that 
the kids in especially our country and all over the world, but especially our country that need to know about. Um, and I definitely think from this time, from right now, this is going to be talked about, but in years to come and when I have kids, my their generation, like this is definitely something we'll talk about and will be so significant. I see the high school transition as a very kind of um, powerful place to be because it's liberating from that K through 12, like compulsory education system. You now go walk forward out of full choice to enter a college experience where your your own desires and your own interests and your own collection of tools that you choose to put forward are at your disposal. What do you feel you're ready for? What do you want to get out of college? Or what did you get out of high school preparing you toward college? Specifically as it relates to where we are right now under COVID-19 and the uprisings that we are experiencing. Well, what, I guess what I want to get out of college is, like, like you said, tools, right? Like, uh, at least, like I'm, my major is linguistics. So um, I want to, you know, gain those tools to help my community, you know, protect our indigenous languages right so that, that's that's one way that's one thing that I want to get out of college for sure and understand how languages work and um, skills and ways people have conserved them in the past and so that's like the main thing I want really want to get out of college but uh, besides that is like build, build a community with people from all over the United States you know that's something that's always been really important to me is community because there's, there's nothing in the world like community you know so uh, definitely a, a stronger sense of community in just the whole United States There's things that are happening right now around the world, uh, locally. You know, we're dealing with COVID-19 as a global pandemic, but we're also dealing with our communities uprising in frustration, in heartbreak, in anger at the repetition of abuse from the police, from the state, from white supremacy as a narrative. And yet, we are sharing a conversation with two recent graduates from you know, their BA, which is something to celebrate. You know, one person, Zion, that is entering, that is graduating from high school, another celebration into itself. We know the push-out rates you know, in our communities. And yet, every time one of us graduates, we have to acknowledge that it was a fight to get there a community fight. A lot of our loved ones supported us to get here. And I say that uh, at the high school level, and I heard it from Liz, and I heard it from Chandra. We acknowledge that we did this as a group. We None of us do it by ourselves. And that's what I find really kind of um, layered, because if none of this was happening right now in this during this conversation, I was having discussion with you, with you three, it would still sound powerful to have you voice this moment of celebration, but yet under this moment, well, it almost seems like there's even more pressure for all of us to be better prepared because we're needed even more. And that's what I was trying to share. That was the context. Liz, um, what are some of the things that you want to kind of like end this conversation with? Well, I guess, like you said, it's, it's an amazing thing that we're graduating, um, especially being people of color, first generation. Um, it's a huge accomplishment. Um, 
And I was saying, you know, graduation wasn't a big deal, but the accomplishment of finishing college um, should not go unnoticed for anyone. And it's super important that we get out there as people who now have like this college education, who now have um, this privilege, um, get out there and give back to our communities to go into spaces, you know, where there's, we're not the majority, where we might not even exist and kind of like make, make a place for ourselves and for other, others to follow. That's pretty much how I went into college, how I'm going out of college and how I'm going into the workforce and life, I guess. <laughs> that sounds kind of cheeky, but yeah, I, it's super important. It's super important to have people in every field, in every career field, um, to kind of be the voice, be the voices that haven't been um, able to be heard, I guess. Chandra, you? I, I definitely think it's always important to acknowledge um, an accomplishment like graduating high school or graduating college because um, it takes a lot of people, a lot of work, um, and there's a lot that goes into it. And I definitely just say, for me, I think it's important to acknowledge that and then kind of almost take that in stride with you and help it motivate you to keep going and keep working hard and kind of don't stop there. Don't let it stop you in your tracks, but just kind of just keep working hard. Because, um, yeah, I don't know, like, as we can all tell, the country needs a lot of change right now. And we kind of all got to come together as a community right now and really work hard for this. Um, so, yeah. I just, give, giving thanks, you know, I think I haven't got, you know, I mean, my family, I was, was always like, work hard, work hard, and, you know, just get over get over the situation you're put in. But, you know, it's not not all the time I get to hear, like, oh, uh, you know, I, I feel you, like, you know, sympathize with me, right? So I really appreciate that, you know, hearing that come from other students and um, just being understanding of my situation, you know, just sympathizing. So just a, a big thanks to everybody who's been out there, you know, supporting all the other seniors because, you know, it is really hard right now being trapped at home and trying to figure this whole college thing out. And, you know, with a lot of people coming through, you know, giving speeches, like I saw the Obama speech and everybody was giving super dope speeches, uh, graduation speeches, so I really appreciate that. So just want to end it on a thanks. I want to thank you uh, all for sharing your time with us and uh, sharing your experiences. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Danny, for this opportunity. Thank you. You've just finished sharing your conversation with Lizette Aguirre. Chandra and Zion. They shared their experiences regarding graduating during this COVID-19 pandemic, as well as the national uprising to respond to the killing of George Floyd. During this season, most of us are accustomed to seeing high schools and colleges go through their graduation season, celebrate the hard work of their students, families, and loved ones join to support their respective students for all their hard work. Yet, this year, students must contend with being unable to physically celebrate their graduation. But also as they prepare to transition to a new phase of their life, they see themselves as a generation taking a stand, committed to changing the future for the better, supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, the uprisings, 
to stop police abuse, advocate for police reform. I thank Lizette, Chandra, and Zion for sharing their words with us. I hope you found this conversation of interest and value and take it to your respective circles to continue. You've been listening to Daniel here on KUCR 88.3 FM. Feel free to send me any thoughts, questions, or feedback to the following email. Comments at dreport.org. You can also check out our webpage, dreport.org, to review past segments. Thank you again. Stay strong. Stay safe. Join us again next week.